This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. The South African clothing and textile industry has been hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. It has responded swiftly to ensure the protection of workers. And for the moment, many businesses are making personal protective gear that is critical to managing the pandemic. But are these moves enough to sustain an already struggling manufacturing sector? We are joined by Nazima Leach, the National Media Officer for the Southern African Clothing and Textile Workers Union, SACTU, to unpack this further. Thank you, Nazima, for joining us here on the COVID Report. And we know SACTU has worked with Proudly South Africa to set up a cloth mask portal to link buyers and producers. With the innovative and new way of doing a portal setup, would we still want to see more industries use that model as another way of ensuring industries are sustained for economic growth? We definitely think this idea of the portal must be must be grown and strengthened. We must find um, what we found that many companies in the country do not buy locally made goods because they simply don't know who to contact or who can make their goods. So in order to build the power of the buy local campaign and in the process grow factories and jobs, we need to move beyond simple slogans. We can't simply tell people to buy local. We must also help them with the tools to buy local. This is how we build jobs in a concrete way by practically rebuilding supply chains, product by product. The the cloth mask portal was exactly this kind of intervention. It helped buyers to find local factories which could make their products. We received lots of positive feedback about it because all of a sudden there's this public resource available to businesses and organizations where they could go and find local factories and support local jobs. And Proudly SA is is actually now expanding the portal concept. For instance, they have um, launched a face shield um, portal and a hand sanitizer portal. The plan is to keep growing products so that even when we leave the lockdown, there should be resources available to help consumers and buyers identify um, local, local factories. Truly a great innovation. Now, with the weak rand, could this pivot resuscitate SA's clothing and textile industry? And could this be an advantage for the industry, or would it be more of a policy change only? Um, the weaker rand is, is definitely an advantage in our industry, as it means that it would cost local retailers more to import um, garments. So we must use the opportunity available to the industry to do more local sourcing. But we can't simply rely on the weakness of the rent because tomorrow comes and then it gets stronger and we we lose out. So we also need um, policies that strengthen and support the industry. Uh, Last year, we signed off a new policy for the industry. It's called the Retail Clothing Textile Footwear leather master plan it is the first time we've managed to bring retailers into our industry policy so that we have a demand-led policy the retailers have made commitments to increase their local procurement from the 35 percent that it is now to around 65 percent by 2030 Um, this will mean millions more garments will be made in South Africa and millions more, billions of rands, sorry, worth of spending being directed to existing and um, creating new factories and jobs.
Now, outside of the phenomenal work that has been done and the innovation that has come about, how has COVID-19 affected the industry and will it potentially recover? Um, the, the, it has greatly affected you know, the industry. Everybody went into, um, into lockdown, manufacturing stopped, and we definitely see ways to, to recover um, the industry. And we ran an extensive campaign to promote local procurement. So it focuses on things like policy and practical interventions with retailers to, to help them buy local um, from local manufacturers. We have daily interventions in the tender market to try and ensure that government tenders go to local manufacturers. We provide businesses with leads and market intelligence to local factories so that they can find new customers. Um, we help buy, uh, potential buyers to find local factories. Um, through our media campaigns, we also do events um, such as the fashion and jazz shows, which we run every year. We do more campaigns and fashion shows, campaigns with students at universities um, on the fashion industry and the buying local. And currently, we, we're writing thousands of, of emails directly to companies asking them to buy local clothing, textile, footwear products and to save local jobs saving local jobs. So how can SMMEs and organizations alike not solely rely on government measures and develop anti-COVID-19 support programs and support themselves during this time? So it's, it's crucial that we, must, we mustn't rely on government for all our solutions. Government does play a critical role and we need them and we need a strong and capable state, but we must not believe that the solutions just lie with government. Uh, one of the most important tools available for, for post-COVID um, economic recovery is simply collaboration and mutual assistance. It's the recipe for most successful attempts to overcome crisis and scarcity. It's the basis for human survival. It's the everyday tried and tested tool of people in poverty all over the world. It's the basis of trade unions. When things get tough, we must work together. It shouldn't be working together for the purposes of destruction or to just be philosophers should be working together in a practical way to improve the economy. And looking forward, we will need um, to see more organizations and business sharing, collaborating to survive these difficult times. Truly difficult times. And do you think that the COVID-19 and the subsequent global recession could be the catalyst that gets South Africa to reinvest and revive the clothing and textile sector? Um, COVID-19 has, has made many companies um, question the logic of buying too many products from overseas and then destroying our own mark, uh, manufacturing bases in the country. Uh, this leads to an outcome where your country is dependent on imports and it will suffer if those imports um, can't be imported like we saw with the global lockdown. Um, it seems that likely after COVID, there will be more emphasis on, lo um, on localizing more production, but nothing is certain and nothing will happen unless we make it happen. So we have to work hard to ensure that there's more local production and more investment in the sector. Um, that investment is not likely to come from government as much as, as, much as it has in the past. Um, government finances are, we know, stretched and under so much pressure so this investment will need to come from other spaces, from the private sector, from the retailers, building their local supply chains in partnership with manufacturers and the union.
Now, do you think spending power will be significantly lower than it was at the beginning of the year? And how then will retailers balance and replace demand and the ability of consumers to buy? As we know, job losses has been something that has happened during this lockdown. Yeah, so spending is um, definitely lower. You know, the economy is smaller has become a lot smaller. People are without work and without income. So this means that um, demand in the economy is a challenge. So we, we are definitely seeing this in the retail sector where retail sales are significantly um, down. Uh, factories are struggling because they don't have sufficient orders. Uh, this problem needs many solutions. Some of the solutions are within our power and some of them can only come from broader economic interventions like mass employment programs by the state to boost the number of people receiving incomes and therefore boost um, consumer consumer spending in the economy. But in our sphere, we're trying to make a difference. For instance, in, in the master plan that I spoke about earlier, we're trying to find ways to reduce costs of producing goods in South Africa by reducing the duties on imported factories um, that are not made in South Africa. But at the same time, we still need to protect the local textile manufacturers who make those fabrics. So it's a, it's a hard balance to find and, and get like, but we are currently exploring what might be possible with retailers and with manufacturers. If we can get it right, it would help consumers and help localize um, more clothing manufacturing at the same time. Some may consider that the COVID-19 pandemic may present an opportunity to scale up local procurement for medical and textile, uh, medical textile and PPE. Do you think this is a possibility and how can it be done? Um, orders for, for, for regular retail items have, have dropped, but COVID has presented this opportunity to factories to provide regular retail items, that, who provide regular retail items now to produce uh, masks and PPE. This opportunity um, can provide temporary relief for the industry so that it can repurpose for the supply of PPE to public and private sectors during this crisis. But some factories may continue in the field after COVID. The crisis has forced local buyers of PPE and medical um, textiles to look locally for products. And when we exit the crisis, it's likely that those supply relationships will remain intact. And it means that we, we've used COVID uh, to create some new niche local manufacturing expertise. But with the technology of India and mass production of China, what impact would that have on reviving our domestic clothing and textile industry? And what factors would drive this revival? Uh, China and, and India are global leaders in the clothing and textile industry and their manufacturing sectors, you know, dwarf ours in South Africa. There's so much we can learn from them. For instance, India is making um, interesting advances in green and sustainable textiles and green production techniques. Uh, we would benefit from learning from them and the technology they use. However, our competitiveness in South Africa is going to need to build on something different from India and China. Our advantage, at least in South African retail market, it is our factories that are within our country and can produce faster and quicker than importing of the goods from China and India. This advantage, our speed to, to market has large cost savings for retailers and we must use it, but it needs to be built on a foundation of excellence 
strong use of technology, skills, reliability, quality and decent work. And decent work. But there's an association that South Africa has with BRICS. Will the technology of India and mass production of China be of benefit to revive the clothing and textile industry past the pandemic? And could this alliance be helpful in achieving this? Um, these have been by, um, you know, presented by the DTI and have definitely um, been used in, in several ways. Like some of the skills from India we've used over here in South Africa and Abrixis help has helped us to deal with, with illegal imports by collaborating better with, with China. But it's not a huge active program. And would the investments and the right technology be enough to compete with those countries? Yes, with, with our advantage of proximity to the market, proper investment and technology, we will, this will enable us to have the right machinery, processes, tools and skills to compete properly. And lastly, Nazim, before I let you go, what are your parting words for our listeners about the industry during this pandemic or anything you'd like our listeners to know? Um, this, this pandemic has definitely opened up um, or exposed more of the, the inequalities and all of that. And the one way in which we could, all, all of us overcome this, is by working together. So people would plow into the local market, the local market grows, jobs grow, people go back to buying more things. It's just a continuous cycle. So for now, it's just buy local in every aspect of the way, from food to clothes, Anything possible, support local businesses. Those are my parting words. That was Nazima Lee to the SAC2 National Media Officer, unpacking how the industry has implemented steps to survive the pandemic and what the future holds. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1 or streams via www.varfm.co.za.